I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me are is my uh cohort in crime for this episode miss rachel timor well good evening and uh we are in the midst of the uh, ramp up for the fall tv season and we are very very excited to be talking about in this episode um, later on, our discussion will be the new fall TV uh, series that have premiered of late, including S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay! <laughs> that that was way too in unison, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I have no comment about that. Oh. It's so rare that we have the same level of enthusiasm for something that I'm just going to relish that and we can move right along. Yes, it's a good idea. Uh, but yes, this uh, the fall TV season's ramping up. Tonight, um, we are losing one of the penultimate uh, shows of cable television, um, Breaking Bad. As of our recording, tonight is the final episode, which is very sad for quite a few people and i'm curious to see just how many um what their ratings is going to space it's like oh, wow. it is like the super bowl of television the finale of breaking bad how great is it though that they're resolving it and they get to end it the way they want to end it they're not getting kicked off they have a plan and so i think it'll be good yeah well, amc actually was going to kick them off uh, it seems like i i remember they were having problems with amc a while back mm-hmm. And I bet you ABC is thinking, thank God we didn't do this. <laughs> uh, but um, the thing that I, uh, I, I I can tell you with this show, Vince Gilligan, he did what Lost did not. He, I would, like I, I've told people this before, I would love to see the whiteboard in the writer's room where he had this entire <laughs> show mapped out from beginning to end. It's, it is the modern Shakespeare the story of Walter White, the the um, the power of power, if you will, and how it corrupts absolutely. Did you just compare it to Hollow Crown? Because I think you kind of compared it to Hollow Crown, and I think that's actually really apt. I actually, it, it Shakespearean drama personified would be Breaking Bad as a as a modern take on Shakespeare, truly. And Hollow Crown's being shown on PBS this week, so you know. I think the symmetry is really great. It is. And, 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 and just the amount of, you know, he starts out as a good man trying to do right it, with a horrible situation. And, but he is a man that's never had any kind of power in his life, really. He's, he's always been, you know, he's, he's stuck in a horrible situation where he uh, sees all of his peers 
go uh, forth and make their dreams come true and, and, and actually using him in some instances to make those dreams come true, but he does not get any credit. And when he does finally find power, it takes him over and, and it, it turns him from someone he once was to something entirely new. And he does become Heisenberg. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really, really awesome. And I'm just excited to see what happens with the finale. I'm, I'm only part of the way through the series, but I already know everything that's gone on because it's the internet and you can't, <laughs> you know, you know, James Gunn's talking about how I am not going to be online for the next two days because he's filming Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and he's, he knows that if he gets on, it's going to be everywhere what happens. So. Um, but moving on to Week in Geek uh, before we get into our fall discussion. And uh, this will be something, I don't know if Rachel is aware of this already or not. She probably is, but if not, she, she should be excited. Martin Freeman. Yes! Yes! Sorry. <laughs> I, I was right. She's excited. Martin Freeman will be starring in a Coen Brothers miniseries. It's 10 episodes. It's going to be on the FX network based off of Fargo. Yes. So it's like everything that Rachel loves comes together in one thing. Uh, I love it, when that happens. Yeah, it happens. Our powers of our brains, is, they're quite scary. Moonrise Kingdom alone was just my sheer force of will. Just saying. I, I, well, you know, Martin Freeman is, it, it's actually kind of not directly a remake of the film. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what they're going to be doing. His character is basically going to be a uh, sort of the same sort of character, but not the exact character that William H. Macy played in the, in the film. Oh, great. And it, um, the synopsis that I, I've read is it follows an all new true crime story with a new case and characters all seeped in the humor, murder and Minnesota nice of the original. I wonder if he'll be doing an American accent then. I don't think I've ever heard him do that. He is going to be, no doubt he's going to be doing American accent. If he is playing a, a character named, Lester Nygaard. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> so he's he's going to, Martin Freeman will be playing a Yank, and uh, that's what's going to be happening in that. So be can prepared. We talk a, can we talk really quick? I know I said I didn't have a week of geek, but just really briefly about the fact that um, people who are close to David Lynch have been saying that there is a new Twin Peaks project in the works. Oh, yes. And I've actually <laughs> already posted about that that we need to have Cecil Baldwin on there. Well, yes, but more importantly, we're going back to Twin Peaks. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, Kyle McLaughlin can come back and it will, it will be, it will be great. I, I, I am all about it. I'm as long as, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, it's David Lynch, so nobody knows anything about it really. Um, but, you know, I, I do hope it's set before the downfall of agent Dale Cooper so that we can, well, they don't, they don't look the same anymore. Let me tell you that they, they've, Dana, um, like Dana and, gosh, Dana, um, I want to say Andrews, but I don't think that's right. They were all on um, that uh, psych homage to Twin Peaks called Dual, Dual Spires a while back. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I saw, they all seemed to be really enjoy being together. Everyone but um, Cal McLaughlin was there. And I was like, this needs, this needs to happen. Dana Ashbrook. Um, yes, yes, yes. Gray now, and mm-hmm. but you know they can't do it before the fall of Dale Cooper. But uh, 
I would love to have to see what happened to Twin Peaks, the town, these many years later. Right. I think that would be an even better story. I think that would be really, really interesting to find out what's gone on there since. Um, but yes, I, I am excited about that. And like I said, I, I truly believe that Cecil Baldwin really needs to have a, a cameo as a DJ in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but uh, moving on, Whedon, Joss Whedon, the Whedon. The Whedon. Um, <laughs> I just had a, an interview in Entertainment Weekly where he talked about what he's working on and the state of, of things in Hollywood. And, and uh, his ideas are um, very much that originality needs to return to Hollywood. And there's kind of been a backlash um, about this interview because he talks about how he sees Star Wars returning as being bad. Mm-hmm. Which I find amusing since the company that's really hiring him to do all this adventure stuff and paving the way for his Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series are the ones in charge of making the Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that's, you know, going over at Disney. That being said, he is right. I mean, I, I feel, I think that a lot of the fanboys out there and the fangirls that are, are saying, you know, shut up, Joss, we want our Star Wars, blah, 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 are missing the point. His thing is that he sees so many, you know, it, it, I, it's something that we've already said on this show a few times over, which is there, everything is either a sequel, a remake, a prequel, or, you know, it, there is nothing really original anymore. And, well, and when you see something original and clever, it doesn't make it. I just finally, finally watched John Dies at the end the other night. Oh, it's an awesome, awesome. And I'm like, why was this not everywhere? I don't understand how this was not a bigger deal well and the book was even better right the book is a trip to read and it, it was actually um based on a uh, a series that was published online first and then they compiled it all in the book and then the film was made right with our buddy doug i know and clancy brown and it's on netflix right now so people should watch it but i i just think it's interesting that you know, there there are people with stories and with new worlds to explore. And instead of being excited about going back to Star Wars or going back to the world of Harry Potter, both of which I enjoy very much, I would love to see some of the voices that are out there that I, there are other stories out there. You know, we're missing out on worlds and worlds of new stories and fantasy lands. and And so I think that Joss Whedon has a great point. And I can see how it could be construed as biting the hand that feeds him, but I'm all for it. Right. And, and his, his idea, you know, what he's saying basically is originality is, is something that's, that's, you know, very much missing anymore in film and on TV. Uh, But what Whedon is saying is too, is, you know, I did these two back-to-back blockbuster movies, Avengers 1, I'm doing Avengers 2. But in between there, I went back and did like a 400-year-old play, <laughs> and I made it into a modern telling of that, and I did it on the cheap kind of thing. Um, but they did ask him something that, you know, what he'd like to, to do, and it's it's interesting. He says he wants to do a, a, pl- a play, you know, like another a retelling of Hamlet. <laughs> so I can only imagine Joss Whedon's Hamlet. Starring Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that my outside voice fan casting? Uh, yes. Anyway. 
Throw it out in the ether. It might happen. You know. Um, but, <laughs> talk, but, but talking about weed and, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. later on the, on the show. But something that was just announced that is going to be hitting in the next TV season, um, the 14-15 TV season, will be Gotham. I don't know if you heard about this, Rachel. No. Gotham is going to follow Commissioner Gordon before Batman came into the picture. And, and it's going to be on Fox, which means it may or may not make it. <laughs> but um, yes, it's going to be um, following Commissioner Gordon, and they're going to actually. Um, it kind of sounds like they may have our our favorite villains in this, since um, you know they were there too before Batman. So it, it's going to be an interesting uh, to see how they go. They, I mean, it's in the very early stages. They haven't really cast anyone. I personally would love to see um, Gary Oldman do a TV series. I'd love to see him as Gordon in this, but I doubt that will ever happen. <laughs> I can't see him wanting to do a TV series necessarily just because he loves playing diverse characters. Right, right. You know, it, playing the same character. I don't know. He might be interested in it, but. It would be interesting. And I'm, I'm trying to think of who else besides either he, him doing it or um, seeing uh uh, Brian Cranston do it, but uh, the one that kind of stands out too, I think, would be great is Bruce Greenwood. I think Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> Bruce Greenwood. He's not doing anything right now. Um, but uh, anyway, that's uh, going to happen, and uh, the the man behind uh, Rome, which was a great series on HBO, and The Mentalist is uh, going to be writing it. His name's Bruno Heller. So um, it's kind of following in line with Arrow, which is doing really, really well. And also um, another uh, newly, uh, for next year, another uh, DC character that may be getting his own series, The Flash. So we're getting a lot of DC, you know, it looks like it wasn't in the movies. So now TV's being invaded by comic book characters. Well, maybe maybe DC will redeem themselves in my eyes. Because, you know, it's most important about me. But um since I have been disappointed with them of late, TV might be a great venue because I've enjoyed, I loved Batman, the animated series. I loved birds of prey as campy and silly as it was, you know? Well, and, and speaking to that too, another DC character that you absolutely love, which I think I've already told you this was happening. Rachel is Constantine. Yes. Hellblazer. I mean, I, I really would love if they did an actual Hellblazer series and took it outside of kind of and they are a Constantine movie. So they are doing a Constantine TV series on NBC, and See, they're they're calling it a Constantine TV series though, and that worries me deeply. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Well, because... I think they're calling it that so they know the character name, um, and but. They are putting it on NBC, and I'm guessing this is just me guessing. I think they're going to put it probably partner it up with Grimm on on the same night. Oh, that would be smart. But uh, I mean, if they do Constantine right, it's going to be a lot grittier than Grimm. Right, and and you know what though, this is the same network that's doing Hannibal. That's true, and I do love that show. And and they do a lot of things that I would never ever think that they would get away with with Hannibal. Right. I think it's a really good rendition on a network show of doing the darkness without being too gruesome. Or So, I mean, that that's true. 
Right. And and the other thing is, too, we're, we hopefully will see some of the other characters that lives in Con- – that is – they're more set in Constantine's world of DC, mm-hmm. which is like Swamp Thing and Zatanna. And yeah, all the Vertigo characters. All the Vertigo characters. Like maybe even have Sandman show up. Yeah, I don't know. I really – if Sandman shows up on the small screen, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because- well, and I think they could do a damn good Sandman series on HBO. That would be really cool. Uh, you know, they they pitched Neil Gaiman and Jill Thompson actually pitched someone was interested, and they pitched a three a movie trilogy, and um, because it was so universally turned down, uh, they posted a bunch of the storyboards on Tumblr, and it I, I just don't know what anyone was thinking. I think it would have been a crazy hit, even for people who weren't Sandman fans. So if it, if somebody would take it as a series, hey. Well, and I think right now is the time for that to go because um, with HBO, what they're doing with with Game of Thrones and all their genre stuff, I think they're still working. Is is the um, American Gods still going to happen on HBO? My understanding is yes, but I haven't heard anything about it in a couple weeks. And I don't know if that's just because it's heavy in pre-production right now or what the sitch is. But um, I've not heard anything to the contrary. Okay. See, well, and, and that's why I think right now HBO is the way to go with a with the Sandman series. They can get the budget for that that it needs for something like that. I think. I mean, Rome, like we just talked about, Rome is one of the one of the most expensive TV series ever produced, and it was an HBO series. Well, and you know, HBO is where Steven Spielberg goes when he wants to do a miniseries, and so that just you know. Right. That's, that's where the, the quality is for that sort of thing right now. Right. And so um, kind of moving on before we, you know, we're, 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 we're going off in the ether. We need to pull back to the Weekend Geek. Um, Hugh Jackman was just confirmed to be in the new Neil Blomkamp TV, or I'm sorry, Neil Blomkamp movie Chappie. Alongside Charlton Copley, who was doing mocap for it, and also um, Jose Pablo Cantillo, who is um, he played one of the um, one of the very cursed and, and not very long lived uh, inmates in uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has been announced to be in the ser- in the movie, and I think he is probably going to be one of the um, one of the main leads in it. Um, as uh, Copley is actually just doing mocap, he's not going to be himself in the in the film. He's playing the robot. Uh-huh. So uh, that has been announced, and that's pretty amazing. And uh, they also hopefully it'll be brother. No, Elysium was. Uh, did I say that aloud? I did. Um, but Dave Patel also is possibly going to be in it. So um, we have your Slumdog Millionaires cast in there too. So that should be interesting. Um, the, it's set to come out on in 2015. So it's been it's going to be a little ways away because they have to do all the post production work. Um, but uh, March 27, 2015, we're going to see um, Chappie with Shalto uh, Copley as a motion cap robot and Hugh Chapman possibly singing. We don't know. He sings a lot. He just shows up and <laughs> try and stop him. Try and stop the man and see what happens. Uh, so anyway, on to the fall TV season. And just an aside, I've seen the first two episodes of Walking Dead season four. Ugh. And I cannot say anything about it. And it kills me inside. Every year this happens. I know. I, and, uh, you can say whether it's good. 
Holy, yeah. holy shit, Pickle Batman, it's good. <laughs> it is so good. Out of control. Um, <laughs> but yes, I have seen them. I, I will be doing a review. Uh, I have, it's actually under embargo. I can't really talk about anything um, about it uh, as it's not going to be aired for another two weeks. And actually I get to, I saw both oh. first part one and two. Let's talk about stuff we've seen. Let's start with, um, well, let's, let's talk. Can we talk about Sleepy Hollow? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've seen the first two episodes now. And as I said, and I actually said this on the show before I even watched the second episode, John Cho had a Pez head and they used my <laughs> line. They used my line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I am ridiculously enjoying the show because I think that it I'm enjoying it in the way that I was hoping I'd enjoy Grimm. And while I like Grimm, it, it's, it is more like a kid's Monster of the Week show, I think. Whereas this show, I'm, I just did not expect to like it as much as I am. Well, it's so dark mm-hmm. and really, really well done. And you, they've got, um, I, I, like I said in the last episode, this series has such a well of talent that it can pull from because of the guys that are producing it and how many things that they've been a part of and the, the people that they've worked with that enjoy working with them. That's how they got Clancy Brown. That's how they got John Cho. That's how they're getting, um, the uh the guy from from uh friends is coming uh oh gosh how can i john ah how can i (laughs) name what i really like is that they have a female lead who is african-american and a female and is a awesome character she's a badass she's smart she's not like too tough girl she's not too damsel in distress she's like a real chick and we are so overdue for all of those things on television right now. Well, and the other thing that's funny is I was reading an article about um, how they were trying to to say how the show isn't PC enough and, and all this stuff, which is ridiculous. Um, also, it's John Noble. I can't believe I always forget his name. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's coming up in the in the show in, another, in, a, in a role. But uh, the, the reality is there is a lone... She's the only woman, and she's African American, and she's uh, the uh, uh, officer of the law in the actual town of Sleepy Hollow in real life. And um, the character isn't actually based off of her, funnily enough, but it's it's a true thing. Mm-hmm. And people and Orlando uh, Jones was trying to like tell people, you know, shut up about it being non PC. This is reality. Can we talk about the fact that we've not seen him? I have, I can't think of one role I saw him play dramatic. Like, he's a great comedic actor, and I'm really enjoying seeing him play something darker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that's so funny is I can never, um, I can never not see him, and without yelling out the words, "There's always time for the work." <laughs> Right, right. And so but he has played in films, um in in actual uh non comedic roles. Mm-hmm. And I believe I can't remember he was in Necessary Roughness too for a couple episodes. But he is he has been in uh non comedic roles, but the everyone thinks of him from those kind of films and you know 
Right, because he's great as a comedic actor, but I'm really enjoying him in this role. I don't think I've really, I've, I know I've seen him in other films doing more serious, but I haven't noticed him, you know? But you don't think about it. And he does such a good, good part with this. I mean, he really does a great job. And then you you kind of forget who he is. Right. And then you remember, oh, God, oh, my God. Well, it took me a little while. I was like, is that Orlando Jones? And then I, oh, and the lead, the lead is I like the fact that the lead is, um, he's good looking, he's smart. They didn't take a bunch of time to milk the comedy of Man Out of Time. When they do it, it's really funny. Right. There wasn't the whole like, oh, we have to adjust him for months or, you know, these montages that you kind of expect, I think. Well, and and that was one of the things, by the way, um, you probably remember him. Have you seen Parades In yet? No. This, (gasps) I know. I Ah! on it <laughs> yeah you've seen lost in austin though yes yes, yes. okay he's mr bingley in lost right, in austin. right right um but yeah he's very good in parades in but you're not gonna like him in that because he he causes problems for for our lovely benedict in that film uh in that series somebody has to play the villain uh, well he's not a villain he's just used uh anyway I, I really like him, and the I did have a problem with how quickly they acclimated him, but at the same time, they've done, you know, I, I, who are we to say that he couldn't pick that stuff up quickly? He's already lived through the just bizarre stuff already. Well, and I think that the, the fact that he was inducted to, like, George Washington's secret, like, occultic guardians of the galaxy or whatever that he's he's already kind of prepared for the fact that there's weirdness in the world and the things that he gets mad about are not that oh i'm a hundred years in the future and things are so different it's wait we were doing all this to make things better and this is what we landed with right i appreciate that (laughs) well and i like i like his you know we we've got a character that is uh you know he is for anti-slavery and he's a good guy and and it he doesn't come off as a as a prick when he does it mm-hmm. you know and that's that's one good thing i really really enjoy the show it's great i hope fox sticks with it yeah. and i think it's doing really well in ratings um so please fox keep it on because it is a great show and i really really like it um the other show that just premiered that i was really excited for and i i was just love was the michael j fox show yes thank you i was hoping you'd bring that up i we're big i mean we're in love with the show it better it better last because well and i didn't know that apparently i i was talking to someone um about it and and uh she told me that he originally had gone up for the part and didn't get it they weren't he did the pilot and they weren't going to give it to him yeah they were going to make him like the bartender or something which is nuts. <laughs> uh, and and so I, but I, the thing I love about the show and they, they showed two episodes when it premiered mm-hmm. and uh, it is on Hulu. You can catch up is the fact that it's inspirational in, in a lot of ways, but it's not sappy. Right. It's a lot. And I, I said, I, when I was talking to um someone about it, it was the fact that it's like, it's like how family this may be unfair to Michael J. but it's like family ties in the fact that it took on head on really serious issues and things and but it it doesn't you know it it doesn't take itself too seriously when it when it doesn't have to well and i think that there's been a lot of good response from 
communities of people with Parkinson's that they seem to have a really good balance of, you know, using the Parkinson's as a source of humor, but in a non-ableist way. It's just very, they, they handle it really well. Like this is how you make, can write jokes about something that's part of human experience without it being awful and offensive. Right. And I, I can almost guarantee you some of the stuff that's happened in that happens, has happened to him in real life. Oh, sure. Like the, the one that I was peeing my pants was the scene where his wife is trying to convince him to do something and she tells him, I'll make it worth your while. And he's like looking at her like, what? And, and then she asks him, how long ago did you take your meds? And, right. and, and his response is, and he, he kind of catches on. He's like, hours ago. And she's like, good, I don't have to do any of the work. And grabs him on top of her. And <laughs> that's how she's making it worth his while. I mean, that, that has to be from real life. There is no way. <laughs> I, I I think it's having an actor who um, has that condition probably puts a good check and balance in the show. Because I see him as the kind of person, be, especially with his advocacy and everything, to be like, mm, this isn't funny, you know, or this isn't cool. And uh, it's a really funny show. It's a really sweet show. And, um, you know, two episodes in, I'm... I'm drawn in. I like it. Well, and it's not mean. Right. You know, and, and that's like, you know, I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm going to bring up house. Right. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to bring up Big Bang Theory because, <laughs> and, and you guys say how much you love it and everything else, but I know people that have, you know, no kids with autism and, and, Asperger's syndrome and things like that that have you know have come up to people and ask you know they they show them the, an episode from the show and they go why are they laughing at that guy when he's sick when why are they making fun of him and that's mean because they won't even admit that that's oh, yeah, they, the in any tv show that's laughing at someone instead of with somebody and there's a lot of that in our culture. And, I, you know, we were talking about this with Cecil Baldwin a couple of weeks ago. It's nice to have something sweet and earnest. It doesn't mean that – and that's actually edgy right now. Like I'm watching the show and I'm going, he's playing a guy who loves his family. And he and he's smart and competent and he and his wife get along. Why is this so revolutionary to me right now? Why is this new? Right. No, there's no bitterness. There's no snarky dialogue between the two of them. Like you're, a, uh, you know, you you shaky bastard or something like that. Well, I think the second the second episode was great because he finds himself attracted to another woman because he's a person. <laughs> and her problem is not that he's attracted to this other person. Her problem is like, why are you making a big deal about it? Like, <laughs> right. And, and and it's and it's neat to see them that with kids that aren't like horrible children that have massive issues it's realistic in a lot of ways too right and it's it's really nicely filmed yeah no i enjoy it i i I like the look of it my um i was talking to my husband about it and he asked me what kind of format is it single format camera format or is it multi-camera and i told him no it's definitely multi-camera because they go everywhere you know, and they they it looks really, really pretty when they film it. Right. And um in New York and they go to like thirty rock and everything and they have all NBC you know, kind of like they're like with 
Tina Fey series, they have access to all this and they're going to use it because he's a news guy in this. He's not actually playing Michael J. Fox. Yeah. He's just playing a guy named Mike who happens to have Parkinson's and is a well-known um, TV news anchor for a, a New York station. So everybody knows him. And uh, it, it's just brilliant. I really, really like it. And I'm um, kudos to Michael J. Fox, who we know he's one of those he his marriage is one of those success stories that you don't hear that much about in Hollywood anymore which has lasted and that's um you, you can tell that's where he's drawing a lot of this from for the show right and that's great so the other show that premiered this week is shield and now we get to talk about Whedon and his series <laughs> Um, and I actually had a discussion with um, my husband about this show, and we have a couple of fo- you know a couple of problems with what we saw. But I was telling him, and um, I'll, I'll give his points as well because they there are valid points, and um, I can. I was trying to defend the show on these um, with him, but um, anyway, Shield premiered. And uh, as we knew, we are not going to find out anything about Coulson and how how he survived. But they did set up a nice little mystery, which we've already been told we're not going to be finding out anything really about this season. I think that's going to actually tie into Avengers Age of Ultron, I hope. Um, because what um, one of the things that my my husband and I talked about was the fact that Marvel and Disney have a great tool here that they can use to tie into any upcoming films that the Marvel studios are going to be making and uh, give it's almost like a built in weekly advertisement that they can tie in storylines to those movies. And it would be brilliant for them to do it that way. Um, That's why he was sort of surprised that we didn't really get anything in this one like that. But then I told him, um, Guess what released on DVD the same week this premiered? Iron Man 3. What was the impetus of Iron Man 3? Extremis. And that's what was the big thing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think I am still kind of waiting to see what S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes because the whole first episode was just a, was just set up. There was so much expository dialogue and so much catching up people who aren't fans, as well as putting in the little winks for the fans and setting up who the team's going to be. That, you know, the story, I, yeah, I guess I remember the story. I remember the plot line, but it really wasn't the focus of the show, which I hope is not going to be the case going forward right well so yeah i i i think that it was underwhelming but i it wasn't like oh this is horrible and i'm not watching it i just think yeah there's there's a lot more going on in this universe than they can do in the show and also this was just set up and we'll really see over the next couple episodes what it's going to become well and what um the points that we we both had a little bit issue with uh was uh, the fact that the characters weren't that they've introduced in this weren't that impressive other than, you know, Colson's Colson. He's going to he's the star. That's right. that's our boy. Uh, but then you have Sky, who lives in a van 
Really? Look and at she, her. She, she there's no way she lives in a van. She was way more interesting though than the shield characters. And that was kind of my problem. Well, and but that was just writing, but the problem I had with that with the casting of that character that girl doesn't I didn't I could I would not buy in a heartbeat that she is like this crazy computer genius hacker who lives in a van. I, I just, she I is far that. too clean to be living in a van. She's far too well put together and just I can't buy it. Now someone and and this is not a, a slight on Allison Hannigan, but I could buy someone like Allison Hannigan in that role more than I can buy the girl that they've got in that part because she just doesn't come off to me as a computer hacker. She and doesn't that, have the yeah. nerd vibe. And I think that the most laughable bad part of it where she's like, I'm really good with computers, like really good. And Ian and I just looked at each other like, is she, is she really? Because <laughs> No hacker you know, would ever say that. <laughs> right. Right. And so it was one of those things where I, I like the actress. I think she's probably going to, I'm hoping she'll warm to the role. They didn't give her a lot to deal with. I live in a van and I'm, I like superheroes, you know, the whole, kinda... they could have totally done the whole Chris Farley joke too. Why didn't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, I just think that, uh, I, I don't have problems with the actress. I thought she worked with what she had very well, but you know, for, it was an episode full of exposition that didn't focus on the characters it just introduced them but i still couldn't tell you dude i don't even remember their names other than sky i i I know that's one of the funny things too that uh, troy and i were discussing um uh he's like name me the characters i said well they're sky colson and then you have fitz and simmons aunt robin and and i and then you have melinda may but i could not tell you the name of the heavy guy I okay. I loved Fitz and Simmons. Oh my goodness, they're so cute. (laughs) They were actually good, but the problem is they didn't have much screen time. They didn't have much screen time, and so here's what I told Troy, and I'll tell you all: they should have had a two-hour pilot. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason they couldn't have. In fact, ABC re-showed the episode on Thursday. So they could have done just a two-hour pilot and managed to have given us a lot of info. Yay, we see that um, Ron Glass is in this playing a character now. Um, oh, look, there's Cody Sol- Colby Summers. Yeah, yay, there's Maria Hill. Um, you know, we could have even gotten like one little bit with Sam Jackson. That was the big thing that Troy was saying was why they could have just had him show up, you know, and, and gave a little nod to what this is. Um, but there, the those issues are all really due to a limited amount of time and a pilot. And I, you know, the thing with Sam Jackson not showing up, I kind of feel that there's a reason. I think he's avoiding Coulson, but I think, I, I think that too. I, but but yeah, it was kind of one of those things where for something that was you know ninety nine percent okay, probably more like it's probably more fair to say seventy five percent exposition. Um. Why don't I know anything about this? I, I know this guy's the shooty guy. He's <laughs> really good with computers. <laughs> you know, I know there. And then you have the, you, you have, um you have the gal who was something big and now she's the bus driver. And we know that's not going to lie, you know, but I don't, I don't know what, she, you know, there's, I wasn't, it wasn't even built up enough that I care that she's just the bus driver, I guess. You know, and so, but it's, it's also the first episode and it should have been two hours. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if they flesh it out because 
in a couple episodes, I'm not going to be able to like dedicate that time. This is a pretty good um, season for TV. We have a really good thing of Supernatural coming up. You know, there's tons of stuff coming up and returning shows that are great. If they don't up their game pretty quickly here, they're not going to last. Right. And well, and I think that's part. And like I, I had taught the reason that I think that we, that shield came off like this and I've I've said this previously, is the fact that TV anymore, and Joss Whedon himself especially knows this from experience, is that if you don't get everything out there, and this, I talked about Sleepy Hollow and why that, that felt so rushed in their pilot episode, and now they've, we, with the second when we get a little bit more time with the characters, you have to get everything in that pilot. Mm-hmm. Everything. Because you don't know if you're going to get another chance. And so that's what I think happened here, but that's even more of a reason. And I think as well, the reason it's, it wasn't two hours long is because Joss Whedon's got so much shit going on that he doesn't have time. You know, he wrote and directed this. Now he's, he's working on Avengers. He was doing I this other thing. You know, That's the part I actually had to go back and check because it doesn't feel like him at all. Well, it did. The, the, the when, dialogue when, did. When Coulson was on screen, it did. But he knows better than I'm really good with computers. Well, he wrote Willow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and, and the thing is, like I said, I think he has bitten off a little bit too much. And I, I think that came across in this episode. Now, he he wrote co-wrote this with a couple other guys. and But he did direct it. So I think we're going to get like I and I I posted on Facebook on my Facebook page we're going to have an, another episode next week we're setting up for um more characters to be introduced but they really do need to give us a little bit more um reason to like these guys mm-hmm. you know um like agent ward his name's grant ward no one's going no one remembers who the heavy guy is that's but that's his name is Grant. The other thing is the other thing is should we just uh, uh, why did they spend so much time making it like okay there are these people who think that Shield is the bad guy they can't be the bad guy because Agent Coulson's with them I mean that's really what it came down to like well and and but that's the other thing too is uh, Shield I, I, when I was discussing on this with Troy we we kind of bantered back and forth for a good twenty thirty minutes about this and and. My point to him was a lot of people already are familiar with S.H.I.E.L.D. They don't need to be handheld to know who they are. But um, his point was, yeah, we know who S.H.I.E.L.D. is from, from the movies, If you, even if you don't read the comic books. But they've turned this into what feels like a procedural. Right. And that's a very, very good point. It felt like Alpha's. With the first season of Alphas without the spark that made Alphas interesting. Because Alphas had superpowers. Right. Now, here we have something that's a spinoff of a superhero franchise. And the superpowers in it were kind of, I don't know. Well, we didn't really, we had fake superpowers in the first right. one. And my thing is, I kind of don't want this to turn into newly found and they can't use the phrase mutant by the way because fox owns that right newly found super person of the week i don't want it to be that i want it to be 
an interesting behind the you know what goes on shield i want to i want juicy um you want men in black when on a normal week uh, yeah i want a juicy <laughs> conspiracy story that has this underlying why was Coulson seeing the bright light? Why did it feel like longer than eight seconds for him? What's Tahiti? Right. No, I want I want that always to be in the background and these the, odd looks and things. And then the when the side of Shield would be just right, right. And I want Coulson to be the innocent in that, even though he's a bad, tough, badass that's always felt. You know what would be kind of cool is to see Coulson suddenly be kept on the outside for some reason and no one trusts him or no one wants him involved and then he gets surprises like sky finds out what about all of this stuff and he'll be like what the hell is this i wasn't told about why wasn't i told and and then he suddenly doesn't trust his superiors anymore yeah yeah i it's 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 one of those things where it it could go any way they it could completely change tax by the second episode it could so i i need i think we need to revisit this in like three episodes right and come back and say okay where are we because i really my 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 feeling at the end was not good or bad it was kind of meh and kind of like well i don't feel like i saw anything well and i think the other part too and and i talked to ren about this and she was disappointed with it but i told her and i told troy and i'll tell you all i think everybody's expectations were so high yeah but i'm i came into this going i really enjoyed it I, it sounds like I have a lot of nitpicky things with it, but I su- I really, really enjoyed it because Josh Whedon on his worst day is better than the best television on TV right now for the most part. Um, I really enjoyed it, but my expectations were I want a TV series. It's going to be a TV series. It's not the Avengers, the TV series. Right. It's S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV series. They, it's a television show. It's not going to be this, you know, soaring epic tale. Right. It's an ABC regular network TV show with a really good pedigree. And you're not going to get like the Avengers every week. You're going to get a TV series about the inner workings of S.H.I.E.L.D. Supposedly. Yeah. That, and that's what I came into this for. And I, I like what I got in this first one. I want more. And I want more characterization for these people. And I want to care about them. I really liked Fitz and Simmons. I thought that was mm-hmm. cute. Their banter was great. They're one unit. Um, Melinda May, eh. I, 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 like, I like Ming-Na, though. And yeah, so I'm excited to see fun. what she'll do with a character. Because I think that she will... She is able to flesh out a character. Right. And I think if they give her more meat, it will definitely... And you want to know why she doesn't do the field work anymore. What happened? Right. Um, Grant Ward, Agent Ward, it was cute when they, you know, popped him with the truth serum. That was funny. He was... But um, he is a kind of... You know, he's basically your black widow with a penis, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I think he's supposed to be like the the hunky one, and he's so nondescript to me. I mean, but he's been not the, He's it's vanilla. not the actor. He the actor's a good looking guy. It's just that the character is like, okay, you're a shooty guy. That's really like, what, when we, we were talking about it afterwards. I'm like, so shooty guy. Yeah, we need we need Whedon to pull an angel on him and make angel. You know, do what he did with Angel, which is 
give him a personality and mm-hmm. and 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 really get on that because Angel could have just been your typical broody vampire, you know, I'm hot and I'm tormented. Right. And then he became the dork that can't can't dance. Well, and on top of that, it became a thing where everyone just made fun of that. And maybe that will happen. I mean, it's just they tried to do too much they tried in a short amount of time. Them. And it kind of almost feels like airing Firefly without the pilot episode. That's kind of what it feels like. Oh, and yeah, and but you know, this isn't this is ABC, not Fox, which I know, but that. and uh but I I really I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna get really good and uh, even better than than we're expecting. I think it will happen. We just gotta give it a chance and like and and as we've said, it was one hour, it should have been two. And we could have gotten a little bit more info on these guys. And, um, but I think we're going to see some good stuff. And like, I, like I told you, Ian Hart's coming. We're going to have, we're going to have a John Watson in this and he's playing what looks like to be a professor or a doctor of some kind. And, uh, then we're going to have a little bit, and the, the, I don't know what all crazy crap's going on in the previews. They showed, I didn't do what I was telling, um, I told Troy I was going to do, which was go scene by scene, second by second, (laughs) which is what I've normally done in the past with stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I I think we're going to get some good stuff out of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I, they, I'm saying right now, they are freaking idiots if they don't utilize this as a way to bridge the movies and give us some info on the movies. And that's why I think that we're not going to find out about Coulson until next year's season because of, uh, you know, or at least a little bit. Well, they'd be, they'd be silly not to drag that out as long as well, right. they can. We already know that we're not going to find it this se- find out this season, but this is a perfect opportunity. If he is in fact vision, to tie this into Ultron and in twenty fifteen. I I I I truly think that would be brilliant for them to 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 lead up to that. Well yeah. But um he may not be vision. We've there's so many theories going on right now. He's a life model. Uh so we don't know. Um but I do love Lola and I called it the car freaking flew. Ha 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 I like Lola. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, and I like that somebody on Tumblr actually did a great little uh, GIF file of comp- showing side by side Lola levitating and the scene from Captain America where you have um, uh, Tony Stark's dad um, in front of the levitating car during the mm-hmm. and it looked almost exact. It was really, really well done. So, yay, Lola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, that's about, I think that's all I've got for this episode. Um, Rachel, you have any closing thoughts? I, I, you know, it's just too early for me to, to tell on that one. I, I, there's, I watched it and then I immediately got entranced with about three return shows that I really like. Um, the Neighbors came back. Yes. And it's it started out with a bang. It's really good. <laughs> and I, I think it's just gonna continue to improve. I hope people keep watching. Well and um tonight, as of this recording, a bunch of stuff like we, we already talked about breaking bad, but um coming on to showtime is uh, Michael Sheehan's new T V series Masters of Sex. 
Yeah. Which yeah. looks really good. And um, the pilot has been floating around uh, for a while now online, but tonight's the first official airing of it. Um, Eastbound and Down, I think, starts again this this weekend. Like, well, how many days are we till Supernatural? Because that's what I'm counting down to. Oh, I'm counting down to uh, the like October period because American Horror Story Coven starts, Walking Dead comes back, Dracula starts, yay! And uh, next, you now October is 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 going to be the month um, where a ton of things happen on TV. Now everything's going to be rampant. So uh, we got a lot coming up that we're going to be talking about, and our our um, week, or, or I'm sorry, our month of horror <laughs> is October, baby. It's going to be great. I am excited. Yes, yes. So with that, and I think this supernatural come back in October. It comes back in I, just like twelve days or something. Hold on. So it is October. I believe so. Because it's season nine now. Good lord. Hey. I I can't really complain because how many of my it's nine days away. There's actually a countdown on um, TeamFreeWill.net. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just impressed that it has lasted. I know it's one of those shows that typically gets canned in in like at least, if not one season, at least in three. But for it to go nine seasons, that's some love. That is love from fans for that to keep going. But um. You know, it's coming in October. October's the month. So, everybody, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of the um, the first three or four new TV series that have started this season. Um, we're going to have more for you coming up. And um, be prepared because October is the month of horror here on Fangirl Radio. And I'm trying my best to get some cool stuff for you all. So, with that, I want to thank Rachel for joining me. Always a pleasure. And we will be back next week. And uh, thank you for listening. It's been Fangirl Radio. Goodbye. See these eyes so green.
Yeah. 